Shalom, everyone. From the Mishnah on this week's Amr Hayam and Beis, uh, discussing Mahazan Machlokas of Meir and Rabbi Huda about whether a non Jew can be Narach or Marach, whether they can uh, promise the value um, and have that value be obligated and be obligated in paying that value, or whether they have a value that someone promises on their value. Uh, and everyone agrees that, uh, that a non Jew can't be no different Nidev. Um, that they can uh, that they can make a net that they can um, make a nether and that they obligated to fulfill that nether. Uh, so the Achronim ask um, whether the opinion of a mayor that a non that a non Jew can promise or according to everyone for Nadarin, on what basis um, do they have are are they obligated to fulfill that nether? We know that an, a non Jew is only obligated in the Shav Mitzvah Spenenoch and Seven Commandments, um, uh, not to do Avodah Zarah, not to, on um, Birchos Hashem, not to blaspheme Hashem, uh, not to murder, not, not to steal, uh, not to do Gile Arayos, any form of adultery, um, not to do Ever Menachai, to eat from a live animal and to, um, to set up laws and courts. So th- those seven laws are what they're obligated and nothing more. So why would they have an obligation to fulfill their promise? Um, what's more, um, to kind of drive the point home, so Tosos and Avodah Zara, and also on, on Daf Hamid Beis, um, without getting into the details, um, discusses that if a non-Jew um, commit, commits himself to bring a carbon that is lacking a limb, which a non-Jew is not allowed to bring, so Tosos says that um, to fulfill his promise, instead of bringing an animal that, that is lacking a limb, he brings a, a kosher animal, a valid, a, val, a valid animal as a carbon. And on the spot, Rabbi Kibbeger asks, "Why does the non-Jew have to fill, have to fulfill his nether at all?" As we just said, the non-Jew is only obligated in the Shavuot mitzvos, nothing more. So if he chooses not to fulfill his nether, then he's uh, then he simply doesn't have to do it. So on what basis does Tosos there in our mission over here? Why is a non-Jew obligated to fulfill their nether? Um, so we're going to get present two approaches. Uh, so one is offered by the Avnei Meluim. Uh, same author of the Ketzos of the Ketzos and the Shev Shmaitza um, at the very beginning, um, in Aleph, in in Ospeis. So there, the Avnei Malum explains that um, that normally to to effectuate a kinyan, to effectuate a, tra- a transaction between one person and another, you have to do a kinyan. You have to either tra- you have to transfer the ownership either through picking it up, bringing it to into into your into your domain. But the Gemara has has the has the rule. That when I say something is for hektish is for Hashem, that is the same thing as Mesira lahedyo is giving it over to um to another person. Uh, in other words, just by speaking, that transfers ownership to um to Hashem. I mean, this idea it applies whether the person's a Jew or a non-Jew. Um, and as the the, the stipe explains the Avni Mulum that effect, effectively, when the non-Jew promises to bring a carbon. Or to give the value, that uh, that um, that amira that statement is is It immediately transfers ownership to Hashem, and inherently, therefore, under the rules of dinim, that money that carbon now belongs to Hashem, and that's the basis why the non-Jew has to uh, has to has to has to offer the carbon has to give, has to give the the erech according to a mayor, um, because. Um, I'm sorry, according to Rabbi Huda, um, that's why um, the the value gets the, the value gets transferred, and that's why he's obligated to fulfill his nether. So that that's the approach of the Avnei Moluim.
the Mishnah Lamelech on the Rambam, and, and he's quoted by the, uh, the Meshech Hachma and Shmos as well, and they give, a, they give an alternative explanation, because they're also bothered by, we find by the Avot, we find by Yosef, that they took Shvuos with Avimelech, with Paro, um, and in the Shuas, the, the, um, whether Avraham to Avimelech or Yosef to Paro, we're making a promise to them in which they res- we're going to receive something in return. And again, well, wh- why, why would they necessarily expect anything in return when a non-Jew is not obligated to fulfill the word either? It's not one of the Shemitz Pnei Noach. So the Mishnah Lamelech and the Meshachach suggest that um, it's a mitzvah sikhlas, it's a logical mitzvah, that it, it makes sense and it's logical that one should keep their word when they make, when they make a serious promise. Um, and as, as a result of that, a non-Jew is also obligated in any logical, um, normal mitzvah. Um, they don't say which one, they, kind of, in the, they don't incorporate into the Shev mitzvahs, they say that these Shev mitzvahs are, are more not sikhlis as it were, but as a mitzvah sikhlis, um, it's, it's obvious that, that a non-Jew would, would, be, would be obligated um, in those as well. And the Avnei Mulun's answer, would, answer would, not, would not give an explanation for why Yeshua they'd have to keep because um, that's not uh, monetary and transactional, and that's purely, um, purely verbal. And so that, that's the, those are the two opinions, two, two, of, two of a few opinions of how to explain um, why Nanju would be obligated to keep their, to keep their word, um, either as a subset of dinim, that, that there's, a, there's a monetary transaction because, it's, because it, it, it immediately gets transferred to Hashem, um, and the, uh, the alternative opinion is that there's a mitzvah sikhlis, something that's logical, that they then have to keep. Have a wonderful week.